Thanks for tuning in to the teaching ministry of Mike Hilson, Senior Pastor of New Life Wesleyan Church of Plata, Maryland, a church that plants churches, and of Where You Are Church, an online church helping people reconnect with God through practical content and a growing community. We're glad you're taking the time to listen to this week's message. We hope that this teaching helps you love God and love people better every day. We also want to let you know that this sermon mentions sexual abuse. We recommend not listening if this topic is sensitive to you. Now enjoy today's teaching. Today we want to look at a failed father, and and you, you might be surprised where we end up going with this, but we want to look at a failed father, someone that just did not do the job right at all, and his name is King David. King David, who was an excellent king, a tremendous warrior, a man after God's own heart, the Bible says, was was really, I'm just, look, I just got to go there. He was a lousy dad. He was terrible at it. Uh, David has eight named wives in the Bible and likely has many, many more wives than that. And so, you know, we tend to know of a couple of his wives here and there. But the truth is that, that, that David did not parent his children well. I guess he was so overtaken with trying to rule the kingdom and establish the nation and and overcome all the foes that he just failed to take care of his own family. And when you fail to take care of your own family, y'all, the problems that will cause are just are just immense. So today what we want to look at is how to fight when you caused the problem how to fight when you're the one that messed everything up. And we're going to look at King David in this case, and honestly, we're going to see him for what he is, a negative example. So we're going to say, you need to do the opposite of this. You need to not follow David's David's pattern in this. You need to do something else. In order to do this, we're going to be in 2 Samuel, and we're going to be in chapter 13. 2 Samuel chapter 13, we find that David's children all do kind of hang out together. And, and there, there, there's, you know, there's the normal sibling rivalries. There's all this, but they're all half brothers. A bunch of them are half brother and sister, right? They got, they got the same daddy, but they got different mamas. And so, and so David, David's children all seem to be hanging out close to each other. The Bible shows us in, in chapter 18, uh, in chapter 13 here, that, that a son named Am, Amnon, falls in love with a daughter named Tamar. Now, different moms, but same dad. So it's really kind of messed up. But again, ancient world, there's a different way of looking at things like this at any rate. He falls in love with Tamar, but he can't have her because she's his sister. Well, look, Amnon goes through all of these um, lies and sets up this deception to finally get to the point that he's got Tamar in a room by himself, just the two of them in a room. And let's just, I, there's no easy way to say this, Amnon rapes his sister Tamar. And so uh, so if the Bible says, interestingly enough, that as soon as he's through raping her, he hates her. He goes from loving her to hating her. Why, how can something like that happen? Well, this is not the sermon, but let me take a minute. He was not pursuing her because he actually loved her. He loved what she felt like she could do for him. And when that was over, he was done with her. 
So now she's not something he desires. She's now a threat that he fears. And so his viewpoint of her shifts entirely. Before he was something she desired, he thought, I want this. So he pursued and he thought, I love her. Now that's not the case, and, and, and it's over with. It's been done. He's raped her, and now she's a threat because she represents something he did wrong that he doesn't want everybody to know about. So now she's a threat. He now hates her. her his whole attitude shifts. Now, all of this becomes known, and everybody in the family knows it, and King David knows about it. It says in chapter 13, verse 21, when King David heard all this, he was furious. You're saying, well, of course he was furious. What did he do? And the answer is nothing. David did nothing. In the face of his son raping his daughter, David does nothing. Now, I, I have to tell you, I, I, this, is, this is the absolute worst possible reaction that David could have come up with. The truth is, David, David, there's a whole list of things David could have done to make this right. Even Tamar was simply looking at Amnon and saying, okay, since you've done this, at least take me as your wife. If you reject me, then that's worse than just than, than raping me and taking me as your wife. And it, in an ancient culture, that would have been true. I know in modern culture, we can't even see it that way. It's not even conceivable. But for her, she needed to, she needed to now be with Amnon because he's her first lover and without him she's unclean and all, yeah, I know ancient culture it's weird but Dave there's all kinds of ways that David could have gone at this he does nothing I'm going to tell you that in order to do the opposite of what David does what you've got to fight for is you got to fight to understand fight to understand what's going on in every situation what in the world is going on in Amnon's mind you got to deal with that or else that's going to show up somewhere else but what, what's going on with Tamar? What about her? What about her pain? What about, what about the healing needs, needs to happen there? What about elevating her back up to a redeemed status? What about helping her? He, he does none of that. What, what, what about the rest of the kids? How does this affect the rest? Of, you need to fight to understand all of that. You need to get involved. You need to get engaged and fight to understand how this moment has affected everyone. Listen to me. Do not in any way, shape, or form, do not ignore problems inside your house. Men, listen to me. Husbands and fathers, do not ignore problems. Deal with them, and the quicker you can deal with them, the better off you're going to be. Now, let me pause. I'm not just talking to dads. I know it's Father's Day, and I'm dealing with Father's issue. But even at work, don't ignore problems. Work to understand them and then resolve them quickly. The truth is, don't fight. Everybody, everybody listen to me. Don't fight in situations like this to win. Fight to understand. Because what you've got to do is understand the hurt. You've got to understand the pain. You've got to understand the damage. Somewhere, let's be honest, somewhere in Amnon's background, there's a pain or a damage or hurt that has left him thinking incorrectly about what he's able to do. And now in Tamar's life, there's a hurt, a deep hurt that is going to leave her scarred the rest of her life. You've got to fight to understand these things, whether it's in your work situation, but especially if it's in your family situation. You've got to fight to understand. It says then, uh, if I jump down to verse 24, I'm jumping from 21 to 24. It says, Absalom went to the king. Now, Absalom is Tamar's brother, David's son, Tamar's brother. So he is 
really upset that nothing has been done about this. In fact, if you follow this in the Bible, you'll find that when King David heard all this, he was furious. The next verse, very next verse says, and Absalom never said a word to Amnon, either, either good or bad. He hated Amnon because he had disgraced his sister Tamar. Absalom never said anything. He didn't fight to understand either. He was just angry. And he's about to go very destructive on the entire family. Verse 24 says, Absalom went to the king and said, your servant has had shearers come. Will the king and his attendants please join me? No, my son, the king replied, all of us should not go. We would only be a burden to you. So shearers, and then they are going to slaughter some of the sheep. They've got some food. They're going to have a party is what he's saying. Although Absalom urged him, he still refused to go, but gave his blessing. Then Absalom said, if not, please let my brother Amnon come with us. The king asked him, why should he go with you? But Absalom urged him. So he sent with him Amnon and the rest of the king's sons. Look, look, look. You got to fight to understand because if you don't understand, if you don't deal with the problem quickly and fight to understand, then you're not going to process it properly going forward. And you've got to secondly, watch, second point here, fight to understand, but also fight to protect. Again, can I jump back? He's done nothing to protect Tamar. He's still done nothing to protect Tamar. And she doesn't show up again in the story, to be honest. And I know that seems completely wrong to us, but the truth is that it follows the sons of David in this ancient context, in this ancient story. So he didn't fight to protect Tamar, but here he's also not fighting to protect Amnon or any of the rest of his sons because he's sending them off with what he has to know is an angry brother. He has to know that Absalom is upset about Tamar. He has to know, and it's got to throw up at least a yellow flag in his mind that Absalom wants, wants, uh, wants Amnon to come. In fact, he even asks, why should, why should Amnon go with you? Well, because I want him to. Well, this is not a good answer. There's, there's no, at no point in the story does David actually protect his family. And on this trip... Absalom kills Amnon. There's murder that's going to take place here because of what happened to Tamar. Now, I know some of you would say, well, Absalom then did the right thing. He actually brought justice for Tamar. Okay, we can argue that, but he murdered him. This is vigilante-style justice, and and it just causes more division and strife within the family. Look, you've got to fight to understand. Don't ignore problems. Deal with them quickly. But then you've got to fight to protect, which means... Don't forget the past. Can I just add something here? Don't forget the past because it has not forgotten you. Trust me, the past, your past has not forgotten you. It's not forgotten where you failed. It's not forgotten what you did wrong. In fact, Absalom will come back, not just killing Amnon. That wasn't enough. Absalom will come back and try to overthrow the entire kingdom and take over David's throne. He will do all of that. And David never does the right thing. Not once in this story with Absalom does David do the right thing. Because David is always... Uh, worried about his son or worried about Absalom being killed or worried. David never thinks of the weakest people. He seems to need the, 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 the acceptance of Absalom. He seems to need Absalom around. He seems to need to hold on to and protect this broken, this broken and violent person that Absalom has become. 
And he seems to do the same thing with Amnon, and that's why he didn't do anything about uh, about Tamar. And that's why Absalom's mad because he didn't do anything about Amnon. Now, Absalom is going to do worse than Amnon did because he's going to rape all of his father's uh, wives, and he's going to overthrow, he's going to run David out of the city and then cause a war where people die. All of that's going to happen because David did not do the right thing. So look, fight to understand, don't ignore problems, deal with them quickly. Fight to protect. Don't forget the past because it has not forgotten you. And then after Absalom fled and went to Geshur, and still in chapter 13, verse 38, he fled because he killed Amnon. He goes to his, he goes to his, to his, um, to his grandfather, his, his, his mother's dad. He goes to Geshur and he stayed there for three years. King David longed to go to Absalom for he was consoled concerning Amnon's death. He had settled down about Amnon's death. Now he longed to make the relationship right with Absalom, but listen to me, he never did. He won't go see Absalom. He insults him by refusing to meet with him. Over and over and over again, David makes the wrong choice. You got to fight to understand or you'll always make the wrong choices. Deal with things don't ignore problems, deal with them quickly. You got to fight to protect because it's not about you. It's about the weakest people around you. Don't forget the past. It hasn't forgotten you. But then you got to fight to restore. And David does not do that here. Don't let grudges linger. Do the work of reconciliation inside your family, inside your place of business, inside your place of work, inside your community. Do the work of reconciliation because the more you let grudges linger, the longer and the more difficult and, and, and the bloodier the resolution is going to be. Because David, watch, because David did not deal with Amnon properly in the beginning of the story, Absalom kills Amnon. Because David did not deal with Absalom properly in the next step in the story, Absalom becomes angry and overthrows David and runs him out of Jerusalem. Because David refuses to deal with, deal with Absalom even after he defiles the entire city of Jerusalem and tries to overtake the throne, then David's general has to kill his son Absalom in order to restore the kingdom back to where it should be. All kinds of pain and death and bloodshed came about because David wouldn't act properly. Listen to me. We've got to fight for things that really matter to us. It means we've got to fight to understand what's going on. We've got to fight to protect the, the weakest around us, among us, inside of our families. Those who need protection, we must fight to protect them. And we must fight to restore everything that is broken when bad things do happen. Sometimes these things happen and we don't have control over them. But if we will get in there and start fighting to make it right, we can see God bring healing instead of anger just bringing bloodshed and death. I'm here to tell you, especially the dads today, get in there and fight for your family. Fight to understand them. Fight to protect them. And when they need it, fight to restore them. Pray with me. Father God, I just pray right now. I pray for dads, specifically today. And I pray, Lord, that you would bring insight and wisdom and strength into every father's mind, every father's life. Lord, some dad out there is thinking about taking off. Lord, I pray that you would give him the courage and the strength to man up and stay. And Lord, somebody's already made a mess. Lord, I pray again that you would give them the ability to fight to understand 
who's been hurt and how. Fight to understand how to bring healing. I pray that you would give us the courage, the desire to fight to protect. Protect those who can't protect themselves. Take care of those that need it. And Lord, in the end, I pray that you would give us the insight we need so that we can fight to restore everything that's been broken by sin, everything that's been broken by us. God, make us men that chase after your heart, really. And we will give you praise for everything you do. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us. We hope that this resource helped you in your journey towards loving God and loving people better every day. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends. Lastly, we just wanted to give a special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this is possible. If you'd like to learn more about how to partner with us financially, please click the give for more information. We appreciate anything you can do to help. Thanks for being a member of our online family. We love serving Jesus with you.